0: Welcome back to another episode. I'm your host Vincent Green, and I'm your host Noel John And We got Will Johnson in the studio and this is Dark Side of the Moon. Let's get to it motherfuckers. <laughs> beep,
1: beep, beep. So, well, awesome. uh,
0: as I mentioned in the intro, sorry, well, as I mentioned in the intro, we got
2: Will Johnson in the studio. Will tell the folks who you are, and what, what you do and we get the fuck into this. Well, I mean, what I really do is even though I host a podcast or co-host a podcast called Cinephile Hissy Fit. Um really what my job is is to come on uh dark side of the moon and talk about everyone's least favorite marvel properties for some reason like this is what i've become you requested like, these motherfucker like like seriously like you're my other because he knows me, his place because yeah, <laughs> this is my curse this is my gift this is my curse as spider-man would say like i was born to be uh you know a a hawkeye fan and and to like things like eternals and iron man too and it's it's just funny i I carved out this existence as this marvel shill as everyone calls me uh but then you know like you get like absolute amateurs like my co-host don shanahan (laughs) the good films and and i'll be making appearances so far this this is this is my resume so far, so Incredible Hulk, <laughs> Iron Man 2, uh, Hawkeye, which, I mean, I love it, yeah. uh, and and Eternals, not the Eternals, Eternals, yeah, uh, which is, for some reason, the most hated Marvel property in the history of the universe. I'm sure it has nothing to do with the fact that there are... Hmm, Let's see: black, gay leads, deaf, uh, multicultural uh, uh, characters, also directed by a woman. I'm sure it's nothing to do with any uh, of that at all. I I, I don't uh, think it is because
0: Macari. Like so, so before we get stuck into it, I, we brought you here as you mentioned. Talk about Hawkeye next week, uh, next time, and this time we're going to talk about Eternals. But before we get into when we get into it, I want to say that I don't think that's the case because Macari, who is played by uh, a guardless hearing impaired, she's a a woman of color. She's in the Walking Dead uh, series and she's one of the most popular uh, characters from the whole movie. I just think it's a weak movie in parts and people accentuate the weakness and that's unfortunate because they can I think you're it.
1: both right I think there was a lot of those fanboys that were just like oh the walk this and shit like that I do I, I think I think that was there mm. but I also think that it was also not like the greatest property ever you can't look at this film and went wow yeah. this is right up there with like Iron Man 1 and, it's just you too know, close to game.
0: Avengers I think because when you have an ensemble cast it's going to be immediately compared to the previous ensemble cast you're talking Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2 you're talking the Avengers Trilogy or sorry, the <laughs> Avengers Quadrology. You're talking about Captain America Civil War. It's just like the cast the shows I'm
2: not on, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, right. But uh, <laughs> they're, uh, they're let's talk
1: people. macro. Well, let's just talk macro before we get into any nitty gritty who played who. Well, Eternals, how did you feel about it? Did you like it? Just yeah, give us the macro.
2: So, um, you know, we live in this COVID world now and uh, I I generally don't see movies more than once anyway, like in a theater, like I'll rewatch them on video and stuff. I I will usually do it for the Marvel films because I am a Marvel shill. Of all the (laughs) movies I saw last year, I did see every Marvel film again, except for Black Widow for some reason, which I really enjoyed. Um, But I, you know, I, I saw Eternals at a press screening. Uh, Press screenings are always kind of weird because they're always like at a Tuesday night at seven, you know, you're, you've worked all day. I was coaching at the time. So, I mean, I was pretty much just on my feet from 6am to 6am to 7pm. And then I'm sitting down watching a three hour movie, you know, and it's never like a great time to see a movie, you know, like you're not comfortable, you're tired. I I saw, and I still loved it. I I gave it four stars out of five on letterbox. I enjoyed it very much. Um, but then I went and saw it like at a more convenient time for me, like a second time, and I really loved it. So I, I think, uh, you know, I'm used to defending Marvel in general from the Cine East out there that want to claim that it's destroying cinema and everything. Um, so I kind of put that aside, and just looked at it as a movie. And, and yeah, there definitely are some flaws, but I, I actually really, really enjoyed it. Um, and uh, I think it gets better, like many films do, with multiple viewings. I think there's there's things to look into. Um, character motivation, like subtle character moments, that once you kind of know some of the twists, you can see some of the acting choices that were done that are actually quite brilliant. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I just thought, and then I, I just think that um, you know, even though I think Guardians of the Galaxy is uh, an excellent film. Um, and Star-Lord is one of my all-time favorite characters of all cinema. I mean, I put him up there with Han Solo and Indiana Jones and people look at me and be like, Cruz Pratt, what? I'm like, no, 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 that character is brilliant. I don't care what you say, that performance is amazing. Even with that, uh, and Captain Marvel had this problem too. Like it, there, there was kind of like this missing grandness to the universe like you know like at one point in guards of the galaxy you're in a celestial's head and it it doesn't feel quite as epic as i think they're aiming for what i like about this movie, i think that's
1: fair actually
2: that's nowhere
0: isn't it The yeah
2: nowhere and and this film it kind of reminds me of like star trek the motion picture 2001 where there's kind of this grandness to space and time and the universe that feels it just feels very it feels so dimension like I I really felt like I was looking at the history of a universe like the real found building blocks of a universe here it felt epic to me it felt grand to me that I think some of the other Marvel films have not quite grabbed onto Uh, that's not that's not necessarily a criticism that's very hard to do Um, but you know this felt to me visually and stuff like that more like a Blade Runner than like a Star Wars. You know, Star Wars is kind of more like the populist idea of a grand universe. You know, you have thousands of alien species and millions of planets, but it never feels necessarily epic where this, like, you know, there was moments with the Celestials and the creation of the Earths and the planets and where I was just like, holy crap, this is this is grand stuff. This is... The
1: scope of the Celestials was so epic. Yeah. I, I, I feel like that's what I've been waiting for with um, uh, Fantastic Four... Galactus. Galactus. Thank Galactus,
2: you. yeah, he's not just a cloud. And, you know, when he showed up yeah. until he
1: just showed up as a cloud, and I just wanted that, like, something that there isn't a missile or a bullet what's or, the dude's or, name? or, like, the X-Men. Um, the,
0: the, what's the big dude's name, the Celestial. The Har- Harris- sorry.
2: Yeah, sorry. Yeah. No, the sheer
1: epicness of that. I, I, to push back on what you said a little bit, Will, um, mm-hmm. I also felt that the, the flip side of that was that they, they were eternal uh, by design, and they had a mission by design, and nothing about it felt earned, And I, I love that, like, died in the wool hero. I love what Wolverine had to go through to become Weapon X. I love what well, um, Captain America and Batman and Superman are my three favorite examples. Last Son of Krypton, Parents Dead and Murder Alley, and what, what have you. They were just kind of there they arrive.
0: Well, have you? Then... Steve Rogers fought in World War II, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, no, Steve Rogers is one of my top three examples. No, 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 saying... you were like, because you gave the backstory for the other two, so I had to jump on you. Because you... Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, Steve Rogers. he can do that... this all day, man. <laughs> no, see,
2: uh, see, if I can comment on that, I I do think that is the strength of it, in my opinion, because what happens was, is I think that we have, this is what Marvel does so well, and this is what I think DC struggles with a little bit, is at least in the Zack Snyder verse in terms of what you know we're talking about with um, uh, Superman you know having motivations and things like that what I really like is that you have these uh, characters that have the set expectation of what their lives should be and that discovery that their lives you know they don't realize that their lives are on a on a certain trajectory. They just kind of live their lives and do their thing. So when they find out, especially when Cersei finds out that they're basically just programmed robots.
0: Only Ajax yes. knows
2: You know, it it kind of uh let me fix my my sound here for a second. Sorry. Icarus knew uh, for a long, long time. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yes. So so that I like that because then they have to really decide. It's almost kind of like a commander data kind of thing, you know, from Star Trek, where it's like they have to decide, like, am I just a am I just programming or do I have like a personality mm. or a mission, and i like that because cersei decides no i actually love humanity you know like an ajax you know and this is why it's cool you know why you have someone like kevin feige in there like they find a way to tie thanos and the snap once again like they've done it with a lot of projects post in uh, endgame you know they use that as motivation for why these heroes want to save the planet you know and and i think the fact that um icarus and we're doing spoilers here but the fact that icarus wants to complete his mission i, I like that he's he's almost like a you know the, there's like blind faith you know he's just like hey i might have been programmed to do this but i also believe in this so i i see what you're saying like but i i feel like it's totally earned in in the switch cuz they they realize that they are programmed and that's not for them and they want to switch that up oh no they they
1: do they push back against their original but i thought that was probably the first time they got this identity you oh, I know see. what i mean they're yeah. right they they they're they're they're, they're got their I always say God given talents, but nobody. Like, well, kind of true. Yeah, <laughs> you know? true. I don't yes, know what to... <laughs> the closest thing you get. to an <laughs> yeah, really, really not like... um, But they just kind of arrived and they had them, and, and and But you're right. I have to. I have to take on board, and I have to walk back when you said because they did go against what was essentially a prime directive when they were given it, and they were. And then they actually did have a decision to make, and in a really long life, it's probably the first decision that they're really truly making. And I do think there there is an epic epicness to that. Yeah. And I thought Icarus was like. I I, I like the Icarus character. I thought him flying off to the sun was fucking dumb. I hated. it. Oh, nose. I loved it. Bit on the nose. I, lo-
2: I loved it. I thought it was. It's, uh, it's a it's a bigger thing because
0: it's you a, know it's a tad on the nose, though.
2: What? You no, know, definitely yeah. on the nose, and that's fine. But they kind uh, of what's going to happen
1: to fall into a lava pit? Is <laughs> <You know? laughs>
2: <laughs> well, they 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 kind of set that up a little bit. They they make the on the nose part of it a little acceptable because they say that that story of Icarus was created by Sprite in the first place. So it's, it's, you know, and if we are believing in this programming and thousand year old storytelling, I mean, that, that would seem like his destiny to be like, look, I fucked up. So I'm going to go fly into his son. So so I don't know. I I actually liked it a lot. I know it's on the nose, but what I was going to say is the, the Icarus flying into the sun thing, the programming, this epicness, like, This is what i don't quite understand this is why i kind of half seriously joked about it you know being directed by a woman and having all this woke stuff but the problem is in a lot of the discourse about marvel and this is what i've always fought against is that people say well it's not cinema because it's factory made storytelling it's always the same thing over and over again which we all know is completely not true in every facet, because if you look at just the selection of Marvel films, I mean, you can get so many different stories, so many different things. Yes, there are some third act issues that are repetitive sometimes, you know, with you know, undercooked villains and, and stuff. stuff. But what I will say is, this movie, like, and and it does it effortlessly, in my opinion, is s- solves all those criticisms. Yet people still have a problem with it. That's what I understand. Like characters actually die. Yeah. You know, Icarus flies into the sun. Gilgamesh is killed. Um, Ajak is know, killed. Ajak is killed in a in a nice twist that I didn't see coming. Uh, yeah. Sprite Sprite is changed forever into a human. You know, like there's actual changes. There yeah. are actual
0: ramifications.
2: Ramifications, decisions that are made. Like, and I think those things exist in Marvel films anyway, and people just like to push them into a. You know,
0: do you think? a major issue is like when you look at all the things about Eternals, as you said, it's epic. It tells a tale that's like throughout 7,000 years of human history, all these things looks beautiful. You got a real scale and scope of the Celestials, the world that come from all these different things. It's just that the ensemble cast itself had very little chemistry between one another.
2: Yes. That's the thing is when I was seeing, you know, when I was seeing, um, you know, previews and set photos and promo photos of Icarus and Cersei, I mean, Emma Chan and Richard Madden. I mean those two people are sexy as hell but Mm. they that does not translate Mm, Richard Madden. Mm. yeah like no no they're both I mean like that's a Madden
0: 22 I won't mind playing. yeah
2: Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying is it's like when I saw like them together and I was just like man you got some sexy people here that's got to be fireworks and yeah, they don't quite have that chemistry that really sells you. Like, it doesn't have that Zoe Saldana Chris Pratt chemistry. Like I that, a, yeah, exactly. I'm sorry to
1: interject, and I do apologize. Uh, sure. But sure. I thought the serious character was very serious, and the and the and the um funny character was very funny, and the jaded young character was very. And I always thought that that they were going, they were too stereotypical of all sure. those kind of different uh, things that you would have in a superhero team or what have you. Mm. That, yeah. yeah, it felt over the top and force. It almost felt like stage directed kind of, you know, tortured yeah, soul versus, you know, soldier to the very end and all this kind of stuff. So yeah, the chemistry was, was definitely off. That was yeah. a well, problem
0: with Richard Madden, sorry, in, in Game of Thrones with his love interest. I can't remember her name. It's been a couple of years since I've seen this. Charlie Chaplin's god. Though, <laughs> uh, but, um, she they, was. I think that was an issue with them too. They kind of lacked chemistry as well. So maybe it's an issue with Richard Madden himself that he tries to portray sure. such a stoic nature in his characters that sometimes he forgets to be a bit warmer. At times when it's necessary. Yeah, no,
2: there are there are excellent scenes with Richard Madden in this movie uh, when he's by himself. Uh, like mm-hmm. for instance, when he, um, you know, when it's revealed that he killed Ajax, and he has that moment <gasps> where he's screaming, where he's screaming, and the bolts are coming. Was out I supposed to like- watch this? <laughs> 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 like Richard Madden's in this movie. <laughs> 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 but like yeah like I, I just you know he has these great moments, well, yeah you know, he might be one of these intense actors who still has to work on chemistry with other actors i think yeah. there's there's scenes of him alone where he's excellent uh there's Amazing presence him, yeah he's good presence but i will say that even though the two leads the romantic leads don't have a great chemistry i do think the other characters even if they are fitting an archetype come off much better um uh, I I think that you're talking
0: uh, about Druig and Macari. Well,
2: first of all, yeah, like Druig, Druig is my favorite I yeah, because I, I really like him. I think he comes across really well. Um, I like his he's also very intense and yeah. I like him. But then also the opposite of Richard Madden, because he is this kind of intense, punkish, you know, like like bad boy, right? But then like he has this very charming chemistry with Macari that like I bought that. I was like Oh I want Ridley. more of this. Yeah, yeah I, I, I want more of this. Like that was cool. That that is absolutely... a stoic
1: character. He was allowed to pine. And
0: you can find that. Druid allowed... who makes an entrance better than Druid?
2: Yeah. Nobody yeah. makes
0: an entrance better than Druid. Like yeah. like
2: every scene he's in, he owns it. Every like every oh ending. yeah, yeah. He's yeah. he's my favorite of them. Um uh you know, Camille Nanciani is just uh hitting Shit. it out of the park. Kingo Kingo, yeah, I, I I thought he's awful. Oh, hold on. Oh, sorry, got a little message about upgrading. Uh and then um I thought I thought that the Gilgamesh stuff was good. I mean it does it is a little archetyp- archetypal archetypal. Yeah. You know he's kind of like the the eternal husband that must take care of, you know, uh, uh, Athena yeah. but uh,
1: I mean, his superpower is those like big holocons that everyone used to always have. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like,
2: yeah. That guy's amazing. Gilgamesh as well. He's amazing. Yeah, but he's but they, the, he pulled it off. I I think the supporting cast makes up for that staginess. I I think the the unfortunate part is uh Gemma Chan and Richard Madden just don't have chemistry and that's since that's supposed to buoy the film yeah not just closely. them though.
0: yeah not, no, not, not just them did I thought the entirety of the cast outside of a handful of people lacked chemistry Gilgamesh and um Gilgamesh Gilgamesh sorry and and, um, and Tina lacked I thought lacked it didn't look natural to me the two of them didn't well, seem like they were so caring they didn't I don't know there's like that the way was different. kind of
1: like had whatever the Eternals version of kind of Alzheimer's. Um, as well. uh, like, you know Weather. what I mean? Like there was there she didn't need. I don't think she needed that. You know what I mean? Like she was disconnected, trying to trying to tether herself. So the someone, intensity which I of
0: the caring they're supposed to have yeah. for one another it wasn't really conveyed as well, properly to me. Like I, like at times it felt really good, but it just didn't really click. And it's not like Camille and Johnny. Um, I didn't like him in this. I didn't like his powers. Like the pew-pew? Too the close to, I don't know why...
1: Too close to a part of Icarus's powers. Icarus yeah. had the long-range projectile weapon. Yeah. And he, he was... He seemed, it was cosmic-powered, so air air I just did so I just didn't buy uh, him. And all of a sudden, you he know, had, like... Obviously, superhero. he could charge up a shot, but... Yes. No, he had like finger guns, man. Yeah, finger guns. Like, Drew that... could, could control people's minds, probably could create <laughs> mass illusions. Um, sorry, I forget the the name of the one that controls matter matter manipulation.
0: Oh Gemma Chan, uh, Cersei.
1: Gemma Chan, yeah, it's uh, Cersei, she controls matter. And yeah. and and at the end she kind of, she's <laughs> yeah, able to do it on a huge mass scale. Yeah. Uh, and then you had like finger guns, like gonna finger <laughs> blast blast <laughs> Yeah. No,
0: I just uh, didn't buy him.
1: Like like when you, like
0: Barry Keoghan and um Laura. Uh, Laura he was w- the clown w- though.
1: He was the jester. You know what I mean? He really was uh, supposed yeah, to be
0: the jester. Just the chemistry that they shared was the to me was the backbone of the movie. At times when there was really weak moments, the the scenes they shared together, Macari and. Uh, Drew Really lifted it up, like uh when Macari attacks uh, Icarus. Like that's the first time in the entire movie that I felt stakes. When she sees Druid getting taken over by Icarus, and she's just like, ah, like she just fucking goes straight for him. That's the first mm. time I felt passion in the entire movie. Like I, I did of, love that. Yeah,
2: you know, and she, I sorry go ahead.
1: I fucking did not give a shit about the uh, deviants. Did not yeah. give a shit. So they undercooked.
2: So yeah cool. Very undercooked. It, it it went back to a, a uh what do you call it? A a phase one level kind of villain. We haven't a even guy. touched on. We've
1: been talking about it for a while, and we haven't even touched on the big bad. The big yeah. the bad well, the,
2: deviant. The, the, the big bad
1: was
0: the... really Icarus, though. Really wasn't it? Though, like, it yeah, was, it was, well, actually, was, you know what? I do. I i they were i say Really, I, I, you
1: are absolutely right. But the, the, the side act. Well, mm-hmm. actually, to be honest, that ties into my point. That like there was this like oh deviant who was evolving and. Oh, like oh, it turns out that the that the um the deviants were actually like a mistake by the same creators. All that I didn't care,
0: man. Didn't have
1: no investment in them at all.
0: What they missed about the deviants was um the actual similarities they shared with the Eternals themselves. Um, if you look at their trajectories and their creation and their evolution through time, that the deviants and this senti- sentient deviant played by I think it was Bill Skarsgård that killed Ajax and later on killed Gilgamesh, I butchered his name earlier by the way, and um. The way he stole their powers, and he was starting to evolve, and he realized that the uh, what's his name, Harishim, had lied to them, and uh, he was just trying to figure out their path, their creation. They just wanted yeah. to live in the mm-hmm. same way. The Eternals literally came to the same conclusion later on in the movie. So I just thought there was more
2: similarities there than what was actually well. And that's potential, like that. And that that this is where I think it's a phase one mistake. Yeah, there there are two phase one. There are two phase one mistakes with this movie. The first one is with that with that, uh, what's called the super deviant, you know, the one that evolves and stuff, that is a great idea and and it's very Loki-esque in the Mm. fact that if you let that character live and show up in further movies, Mm. like the potential there is quite interesting because you have... Anti-hero
1: potential? Like Ronin, massive anti-hero potential as well. Absolutely. It's not as if they're like pure evil. If you went through what these... just wants to through. live. Like a shark's not evil. He's yeah. just
0: going to fucking eat
2: you. Like a demon was just Exactly, dangerous. yeah. It just just something
1: to... that is simply higher up the food chain. Yeah, yeah, yeah and, I, and I
2: I really love the potential of that. And then they kind of, like I said, with phase one villains, you might have somebody that could seem interesting, but then they kill them off. So that's the first phase one problem. The second one is what you guys have been touching on is... <sighs> The, the thing, the reason why Avengers works and perhaps things like Justice, I don't know how your feelings are on it, but in my opinion, in the general opinion, that Batman versus Superman and Justice League and things like that don't work. Snyder Cut was good. Snyder
1: Cut was good, but yeah, that's it. That's about as much I mean, as you're going to get. It's, it's, good, awesome.
2: it's good, relatively speaking. Shut up, Vinny. All right. So, anyway, <laughs> the, the point is the, uh, the point is, is that the reason why Avengers works and it continues to work 14, 15 years later is because they knew patience they knew that what they had to do was give thor a movie give captain america a movie give iron man movies like don't give hawkeye a movie but give everybody else a movie and what will happen is when they get together it won't have that awkwardness of trying to get to know six to ten characters Mm -hmm. and that is the second phase one flaw here is that they didn't take their own advice and have patience with the Eternals. I think Eternals would have done a lot better uh, in terms of an audience perception if they had sprinkled eternal appearances throughout the other phases and were building up to them so that you can at least get some level of comfort with them. Because when you're trying to introduce 10 characters, somebody's going to fall off. You know, I think the film succeeds wildly despite that, that problem because I, I think almost all the characters have effective moments at least once, you know, I think that, um, I fashion- touched upon
1: to, to, sorry to actually, <laughs> it was something I taught earlier and you, you, you walked right into it and, and I thought was remember when Kingo decides not to fight at he all. Yes. Is- I thought that that was a really cool. I thought it was that was something that doesn't do. You like you're trying to take something that's obviously Eternals, like fighting deviants, uh, superpowers. It, so it's it's as fantastical as, as 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 any film, really. Yeah. But but in real life, in real life circumstances, you know that like. Look, men, I can't promise you're coming home. Eh? You know, like I, and if anyone wants to turn around, and I wouldn't blame you. And then everyone goes, "Sir, we're all just going to go into certain debt, even though this is clearly a two-man job, and we're absolutely not needed." Um, they always do, and I love the fact that in real life, sometimes there is somebody who will go, "Guys, I know it's," he, and he just turned around and goes, "It's Icarus." You know what I mean? Like we can't. He's he's,
2: you know, Superman. it's like
1: saying, "Like, come on, guys, we're going to get in, and we're going to get into a a, a punch up with like prime Mike Tyson." And some people go, well, maybe you're lucky you have numbers and blah, blah, blah. And, I, and then one guy go, guys, it's Mike Tyson. Like, what, what, what are we even talking about here?
2: <laughs> no, like, that was awesome. No. That and was it's just the one show.
1: person would do that. I actually liked that. That was cool
2: too. So I and, thought, and, you were talking yeah. about everybody having
1: this moment and I actually have to say, I liked that moment. I thought yeah. for a strange reason. Uh, that made me engage with the film because that's how I think people actually are. Yeah, There's the writer actually- guy and there's the people who kind of got guys, and and just and Noel. So it's to me and
0: Noel. Yeah. I'd be like, yeah, all right, I'll just get it on, get myself murdered. <laughs> 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 and I and was that, like,
2: come on. Yeah, there, there was <laughs> despite that overcooked nature of the characters and having to meet so many people, like I said, there were, I think, at least one moment for everybody, and uh that is a testament, I think, to Chloe Zhao's direction because yeah, there should have been, you know, this is what the first Avengers had a problem with, and this will go into our next episode, but, you know, one of my favorite characters is Hawkeye. And the problem with Hawkeye is they didn't know what to do with him in the first Avengers, so they literally just were like, we'll make him a zombie 80% of the time. You know, he's just going to be one of Loki's, you know, just really Henry, gifted Henry. henchmen. And it gave Because you him-
1: know he works in action. Like, that's that's easy. Yeah, yeah, you know, exactly. he works so in they- action scenes, so we can create a lot of action scenes yeah. without having to be character development scenes.
2: Right, so it- so Hawkeye always got off to a bad start because they didn't know how to write him. They didn't give him at least one moment, you know, in the first Avengers because he was one of the few characters we did not get to meet. We saw him for about five seconds in Thor. And so Avengers was a chance for us to meet that character, get to know that character, and they completely fumbled it. Um, and they it took a long time for Hawkeye to... Um, you know, Age of Ultron. To recover. Because Age of Ultron, that's, the problem with that one is... Age of Ultron was very clear and this is why I don't like Joss Whedon very much but it was very clear that they took a lot of seriously (laughs) that's that's not the only reason but but uh, but they took you can the problem with Age of Ultron it's my least favorite MCU film is because it's more of a responsive movie to criticism than an actual organic movie because there was a number of things that happened in that movie where they were like okay we need to have this issue here we didn't like people didn't like iron man 3 which is ridiculous because it's awesome so let's just ignore all the character development of iron man 3 uh, <laughs> uh hawkeye was underutilized in avengers 1 so let's give him an over story let's yeah let's go let's go all in on hawkeye in the second one um even to the point where they make a joke where you know Scarlet Witch tries to hypnotize him and he goes, ah, "That's not my thing." Because I did that last movie, you know. And then you know th- there was a big argument in the discourse about superhero movies and destruction, you know, like collateral damage. So mm. they make it like a point in that movie to be like, "Let's get everybody off Sokovia so we can destroy yeah, it," you know, like yeah. so like that movie's too reactionary to me, and 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 that's a big issue. But that is what I think Eternals did learn lessons from because even if the characters are a little undercooked like for instance uh, a lot of people were criticizing this and i don't understand why but to me the the moment with fastos where he's watching uh, hiroshima
0: brain tree henry
2: and yeah and, 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 he, and he's just like holy shit i i might be responsible for this mm. i thought that was a very powerful scene like and i do like the fact that he is gay without bringing attention to it like that he shows up he has a husband and a, a and a kid. Their chemistry is
1: really good. The yeah, and their, and their chemistry actually was excellent. Yeah, so. yeah and, and the
2: characters never comment on it. Like people talk about this wokeness, right? Like I remember people after Endgame were just like, "Oh, well, you had to get the shot of the women all fighting together because it's woke." This movie, like, does brings no attention to any of its mm. "quote unquote" woke elements, like gay couples being deaf. They and- exist. Like they just you know what I mean. Like, like gay, gay yeah. people yeah.
1: exist, and non-binary yeah. people exist, and exactly, and, and then they just like here, here's just like we've walked into their house. Well, this that, is. I think that's, that's the best it. way. That's just yeah. It was. It was excellently you done. Know,
0: excellently I, I think, done. think the best way to do it is the best way to do because I think like when you have elements like that, it's like I mean, you talked about before. No, it's like. I don't care if a dude is gay. It's like you're with your dude. That's I. I want as much attention brought to that as a guy with a girl. Because to me, it's that normal. You know what I mean? Like, and that's what I. Like I hate I hate like, rom Yeah, I hate I anything. Like I hate romantic like,
1: films. I don't. I absolutely yeah. fucking hate them. So fair enough. We're trying to build a story around someone who yeah. has a wife. Hawkeye. He has a wife and he has the kids and you know yeah. he's constantly worried. He's trying kind to of, and then right, fine, cool, yeah, because that's that's the thing. That's yeah. you have, yeah, you have a daughter. You have a a, a, a wife, and that's cool. But like now, action. We yeah. know, I know the stakes. I know you're. I don't I like like delve it, into it. And I'm proud yeah. of my husband. Yeah. And like, yeah. And then, yeah. Then, yeah like again, I've no, I've no issue with it, but I'm, I'm not here for it. I'll yeah. go off to the march, but I'm not yeah. here in the cinema for right. it. Right. And yeah. I, I don't
2: think it's too blatant. I think if this was truly a don't. woke film, like there would have been more of that, like, you know, Icarus going, Oh, I didn't know you were gay. And it's like, yes, yeah, so it's very acceptable now in the twenty-first century to be gay. <laughs> and then they go and then they go <laughs> on about gay politics for ten minutes where they bring attention to it. I, I actually think the the fact that it is more natural so just so natural and organic.
1: Five thousand years. Five thousand years it, it, I've known you. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's just like yeah, I know, on. I know we haven't spoken a century or two. A bitch, we're five thousand years old. <laughs> <You know>, I'm <like, laughs> I, I a bit here. not gonna lie.
0: But um, I think when people say about forced wokeness or whatever, like you know what I mean, and I I don't like forced wokeness and shit like that. But when you look at Eternals, you have to look at the backgrounds of these characters. A lot of these characters are based in mythologies and lore from all around the world. So you have mm. to have got multiple uh, ethnicities in it because you have a Druid who's uh, based in Irish lore. You have a Sprite who's like a uh, fairy or something like that. So, and you have like uh, Icarus from Greek lore. You have Circe. I think must be from, uh, I think she was recast though, wasn't she? Like, Gemma Chan's character is she Asian in the comic books? Because I've never no, already I, I don't know,
1: dude. Um, I don't think so. Yeah. I yeah think so. Gilgamesh she... was the first king. And... Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. So Gilgamesh, that's from uh, Asian mythology. You got uh, King Gu, that's from Indian mythology, I think, or is it, he's Pakistani, sorry, uh, Kamal and Jani. So, um, so you have these the, the the mythologies that are based all around the world. So it only makes sense, like like they say, force wokeness. And in the, ten years ago, they'd be like whitewashing. Like people have to understand, like you can you have to fucking. There has to be a middle ground where you're actually satisfied with the product that's been given to you. And it makes perfect sense to have all these characters be from different ethnicities because they're all based in different mythologies around the world. Because ten years ago, you would have had a cast that was mostly white people, and people would have been in an uproar about it. And now that it, it's a cast that's feature loads of people from different races they're an uproar about it again so when these motherfuckers are going to be happy you know
2: well yeah and and this brings up an interesting point i wanted to talk to you guys about if i could steer in a different direction for a minute Mm -hmm. um you know another another, (laughs) another thing that was a criticism of this which even in the year it was released doesn't make sense is people were like well no one knows who the eternals are so why would people go see it you know and that is proven wrong instantly by Shang-Chi because mm. Shang-Chi is a very, very deep-cut Marvel character. Um Guardians of the World,
1: Galaxy weren't all that big well, the ga- like, yeah, Guardians, months, exactly, they really weren't
2: exactly. So that is a false criticism of the of the film, too, because I think a lot of people are like, well, no one knows who they are. It's like, yeah, but you all saw Shang Chi four months ago. So what, what's the big deal? Like
1: clarity. Mar- Marvel have printed their own money now, anyway. You know what it's, I mean? If you can just give me a superhero and drop them into the Marvel universe, there is going to be interest. I think there's. Don't get me wrong. Of course, there's. Of course, there's the Fantastic Four and then there's the Avengers and there's X-Men and all that kind of stuff in the comics and everyone's having conversations around it. But the universe now is so fucking expansive and cool. Yeah, all you need to do is make a good
2: Just Iron Man himself shows, I mean, because when Marvel, I've been reading this huge coffee table book thing off and on about the creation of Marvel Studios. I mean, when Marvel Studios wanted to do their own thing, I mean, they were really digging, not the bottom of the barrel, but you know, they sat down and they said, well, we don't own Spider-Man. We don't own the Fantastic Four. We don't own this. We don't own the X-Men. We don't own this. Who do we have that we could possibly sell? You know, and they had to build a universe off of Captain America, which in the comics has never totally hit with me. It's a little cheesy. Oh, um, yeah.
1: Same, same.
2: Yeah. Iron Man, who is a C-list comic book character. Like he was not
0: like everyone. I don't ever- think
2: I could like could- B list. No, and I, I he's maybe not a Iron Man.
0: He's an Avenger. He no, has to be B list at the very. No, year. he's
2: he was he was not he was not a household. I, I mean, I guarantee you, fifteen years ago, you know, my mom might have heard of Captain America just because it's kind of got that iconography of it, that World War II ism that's mm. been around for so long. My mom had no fucking clue who Iron Man is. Now you go anywhere, Actually, anybody. You, your mother's
1: also the barometer I use.
2: <laughs> well, well, good luck because uh, yeah, she passed unfortunately. So. You have I, no said by what I said
1: you. what I said. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but uh, no, she, uh, but yeah, but like, I'm using my mom as an example, but like, you know, you know, now Iron Man is so ubiquitous, but when it started, I mean, Iron Man was a huge gamble, you know, like that was, everyone was like, how, you know, we're going to make $800 million off of Iron Man. So Marvel's existence in itself has been about taking, not unknown, but perhaps, lesser-known characters and putting them into the biggest stage. I mean, now the comics are rewriting history and making Iron Man, you know, I think at one point the comics is part of the Illuminati in the comics. You know, he's just as big as Professor X and all this stuff, and that's because of that cultural change. So, you know, people people forget that characters like the Eternals, Eternals are definitely way lower on the list in terms of comic, you know, being known in comics than Iron Man, but...
1: I'm the comic like Vinny Vinny's absolutely the film guy like the behind the scenes the who directed and also directed Vinny has me bet but I've read more comics than Vinny and that's kind of my but again the Eternals never dipped into Not I'm not going to say never ever uh, yeah. almost never ever same as Guardians of the Galaxy Iron uh, Man more so Iron I Man just think. is a very big guy I
0: just think though right? with the problem with Guardians of the Galaxy or Eternals the, le- the these lesser known problems are properties when you have the Marvel fan base you know the casuals is that when you looked at a trailer for Guardians of the Galaxy it was clear to see that that movie it was just pretty much like a space heist movie that's what it was it was going to be like on the run kind of a heist type movie you look at Eternals you watch the trailers it's just harder to make out the clarity of the tone of the movie I just think I think when people went in to see the Eternals that they just didn't understand what to expect or they didn't know what to expect so when you go into a Guardians you knew it was going to be a fun movie we all saw the trailer it was going to have these heisty vibes you know it, it just it felt like we knew what we were we were going to get when we went in there even though you didn't know who the Guardians were we felt what we knew what kind of movie we we were going to get even if we didn't know what kind of characters we were going to get. But with the Eternals, when you watch the the, the trailer and you, you go into the movie, you're still unsure. Like, so I think it was a case of people were just like, wait, let's wait and see. And then they were just kind of sitting on the fence for so long that they might have actually forgot to actually enjoy the good elements of the movie because there's a lot of good stuff at the start like you know the scene where druid leaves and when he can't uh, watch uh, you know it's a great scene like you know where beautiful too
2: yeah i'm surprised i i honestly am surprised um i mean i i've i've just accepted the fate that marvel is hardly ever going to get major award contention for certain mm. things but I mean, the cinematography in this movie is It's gorgeous, and the fact that it it wasn't even given a shortlist, I don't think, by the Academy is a little shocking to me because you know I think this is why there's inherently problems with the Academy Awards is because people were like, well, people didn't like that movie, so why would we nominate it? You know, like and not looking at the actual you know um, the actual elements of it that are successful. I, I think I think Eternals is one of the most gorgeous looking MCU movies. there's a lot of cgi sure but it doesn't feel as much cgi as some of the other films do Mm. and and i you know that goes back to the whole thing about people saying well it's just all cgi which is ridiculous i mean this the captain america films alone some of the stunt work in that is astounding but you know this movie has a majestic quality to it that makes you forget about special effects i mean when you watch something like when i think of grand special effects i think of like star trek the motion picture like Yeah. You're looking at model work and basically like 99% of the shots in that movie are not real. Like it's, it's, yeah, it's a model and it's on a backdrop of a matte painting or something, but that's still not real. You know what I mean? Like, you know, it's not actors on a set. It's you're using your imagination to suspension of disbelief. And this film had more of that. I mean, cause yeah, there's sometimes when characters are a little weightless in CGI, they've gotten better at it, but like there's like, I was watching Vinny's favorite movie, blade two the other day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a movie. And, and there's, there's the scene where blade fights, uh, essentially somebody from the Hellboy movie in the beginning, like with all the swords and stuff. And... He's fighting Nisa. It, it, it was yeah, and it was whatever. It was it was like a full. Uh, yeah. It was like a full CGI. Character. It was almost like the. Uh, it was awful CGI. It, it was it was almost like the uh, the the multiple. Oh, sorry. You know that, what? I
1: just had that wake up for a second moment. As in, it just actually clicked with me. The, the exact scene <laughs> where where they yeah. jump like kind of up into the structure of the building and it's they yeah, like back down. Uh, yeah. But human bodies don't quite bend like yeah. that. Even right. if we could do.
2: Yeah. Even if we could
1: jump 100 feet, we wouldn't jump 100 feet. It was abysmal. And I watched that in 2002 or whatever the hell it was. Yeah, and yeah exactly. And
2: and, and the same thing with the uh, multiple Smith fight in Matrix uh, Reloaded, where it. they were just kind of, I liked the idea of it. And it was kind of like, I'm suspending my disbelief enough, but you could tell there was something a little wonky with it. Marvel and, and big studios have gotten better with it. Like I think of like uh, Thor Ragnarok when he's fighting on the Rainbow Bridge to Led Zeppelin. You know that looks pretty good despite the fact that he's full of like electricity and he's jumping all over the place. Mm. And uh, you know, it's no, it's better, it's better than Blade yeah. 2. Is what oh, Noah no, 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 was no, singing, no, I don't know.
0: he wasn't saying ah, he was singing,
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. But you know, so it's immigrant it, song, isn't it? It's got, yeah, yeah, exactly yeah, one, it, yeah. It's, it's gotten better. But what I like about this film and it attacks that criticism is it isn't all the same. Some of the special effects in this are, I mean the celestial kind of being like uh, 31% born is gorgeous imagery. Like there's so many images from this film um, that, you know, as much as I love the Marvel films, I mean, there, there is a lot of CGI sometimes where like, if I took like a screenshot of something, like as much as I don't mind the big CGI fight at the end of Shang-Chi, I actually think it's really awesome. Yeah. Uh, Cause it's got dragons and monsters and people with rings and all kinds of stuff. But, um, yeah. If I took a picture of it, I'd be like, well, that's clearly a computer, but there are some shots on this that remind me, like I said, of that grandness. Like there's a shot of like, you know, part of the head and the fingers coming out in the ocean. That's just gorgeous. Anything with Arishem yeah. I was in love with, because it had that, like, he's so, he's so immense. And that mm-hmm. voice, like when you hear that, I saw that in IMAX. Yeah. When you hear that voice in IMAX just booming through you, like it takes you to another another world, man. Like it's just it's just so effective, and uh, it just it just makes me sad that you know people are just like oh just. Do it's you more think? CGS. Do you think that
0: Eternals might benefit if they're given it a similar treatment to what they were doing with Falcon Winter Soldier? We do a six day episode TV series, and then we sequelize it with a movie. And, you know, you can oh. <laughs> build that and then you can end it the exact same way in the way they ended the first Eternals movie and then have the, the, the movie itself be the sequel to that. Now everybody gets to know these people. You have 7,000 years of history to t- tell, don't forget. Was that but what you, they were?
1: I, I, that was a question I wanted to ask because I know they were back in ancient Babylon. It's pretty much ancient a,
0: aliens really, isn't it? Like? It is. Like Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: it, that,
2: that was... Um, yeah, I... I and we'll talk about this on the Hawkeye one too, because Hawkeye to me was, see Disney plus I think is finding the perfect medium for certain characters. Like yeah. they know that Falcon, who's one of my favorites and winter soldier, they might not be big enough to carry a movie yet. So they said, let's give them a miniseries, Like you said, let's <laughs> give them. Let let's, yeah. And with Hawkeye, they realized, Hey, we want to end this character. And really the only way to do that justifiably is to give him six hours where we can say goodbye to this character. So they're using this series, like and this is why I think Loki is a little meh, and what if was a little meh, because their 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 direction is not quite as clear. Like it feels like with a lot of these mini-series, like WandaVision, they're like we're gonna set up phase four and five, but we're also gonna give some uh, we're gonna give some breathing room to some characters that did not get a lot in the in the movies. It seems like most of these series have a direction. So I think, yeah, Eternals would definitely have benefited from even if they didn't make a sequel, even if you didn't make a sequel to with a movie. You know they're obviously spending. I mean, one division cost 180 million dollars.
1: So is that the math? It was 25 or something an episode. Yeah, was it so,
2: so what the hell? Why not put that money into a TV series? Give these characters I actually think
1: eternals, like I mean, not being fleshed out it was I think one of the biggest gripes anybody could have with
2: it. Yes, absolutely. Because yeah, what you were stuck with were moments, but not fully realized characters, I mm, think yeah. is probably where you're at because yeah would i want to see more of these characters yes i mean of the ones that survive which is another criticism people are like there's no stakes how many people die in this movie and actually yeah. that's the
1: thing it what well, it didn't seem to set itself up for like expand 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 into this like yeah. new avengers uh it it, it it actually killed off its main characters which is if i had to like if i was forced to go to war for this film and i like, go to my head said. Tell me, it's the best film in the world ever, or or a shoot, I would say I thought it was excellent how they um, how they actually were able to were actually willing to kill off their main cast instead of bleed them for everything there was worth. Ergo, yeah. making me think that, like, you know, because again, Captain America films, I love them, but if he was in a safe mm. and the oxygen was running out, and the only thing getting in was acid, and you know, I don't know, he's he's getting out. That's all I know. He's getting out. I I, I can't think of the physics of how he would do it, but he would do it. Uh, but this, you had the stakes that, yeah, actually, somebody's main characters are going to die. And well, I always think it's great yeah. that the film does that. Is my bottlenecked itself. Into
0: not. My biggest issue with um, Eternals is that they pretty much stole their storyline from Final Space. Like, if anyone's ever seen Final Space, the, there's an entire season where it's about, there's a Titan trapped within the Earth. And if yeah. it's born... They will destroy humanity, and they have to stop the tank from being born. <laughs> I know, the, uh, uh, one of yeah.
1: those window smash moments for me, just there, Yeah, I was watching
0: it and I was watching that, and I was like, "Oh, very right, cool." So they've seen Final Oh
1: space. no, like before, before we got Tron Stones, I suppose, like I, I'm not too familiar with. The it Tron. could be from this the, the storyline, yeah, from yeah, the, yeah, early yeah, 80s. yeah. Yeah, but I yeah. defend yeah. fighting space to the death. I love that show. Oh, so would I, yeah, um, as long as he doesn't get any cookies. Well.
2: <laughs> <think laughs> And that made me think, too, because we're talking about deaths, right? Uh, and, and I think about every major death, other than villains, right? Um, every major death of a hero or anti-hero, right? Um, they have come back in some capacity. This one felt more permanent. Like, for instance, quick It's so called
1: that- the Jean Grey. I'm sorry, but that, yeah. every time somebody doesn't call it the Jean Grey, even though I noticed, it's just... I think she's dead four times now, yeah. and now she's back because it's a version of her from the past. That's now in the present <laughs> right. after right. the time period of which she should have died. Of course. Yeah. And I think it's her fort. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, and even, yeah.
2: And even in the MCU, though, Quicksilver dies in Age mm-hmm. of Ultron, uh, but they still kind of bring him back in One Division, right? Uh, Vi- vision dies in Infinity War, but now you've got not only do you have yeah. the One Division vision that came back in One Division, but you also have the white vision, which comes from his body. So, vision is still technically kind of alive.
1: Oh, yeah. You know, like, And that vision could learn to be vision. You know, he could take on the emotional capacities and the Paul Bethany's (laughs) fucking, It
2: kind of reminded me of star Trek nemesis where they didn't have the balls to really kill data because what happens is they kill data. It's emotional. And you're like, Holy shit, they killed data. But then five minutes later, they're like, well, right before data died, he downloaded all of his emotions into B4. And and so, and you're like, Oh, well, I guess data will be back. Like, no, There's, once you put something
1: yeah. up on the internet, it's never really gone, was the lesson of that film. And I'm sorry <laughs> yeah. if it didn't. You yeah, didn't exactly. Resonate, you? Yeah. <laughs> Don't send people nudes, was that yeah, what yeah, that yeah, film yeah. was
2: about? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so it's just kind of you know this addressed that criticism it said you know what Gilgamesh is going to fucking die and he's not going to come back and yeah. Icarus yeah. even though it's on the nose he's going to die and he's not going to come back you know like it, it really and Sprite will not be the same as she was she well they have die to do that. that she doesn't l- have any power now does she She's no like, I think that was just a logistics
0: thing because we're like in case we have a sequel this actor is going to age so we're going to have to make her human by the end of the movie to keep her character relevant sure. but Does she have
1: her? does she have her illusion power I can't remember. No, she's it. just oh, human. Totally. No, she's just a kid. Yeah, so she, she could be in it, but she can't Well, She could be anything. like
0: Overwatch or something. She could be on the computer, you know, the person. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oracle. That,
2: that reminds me, there's one character we haven't talked about yet, and I want to get your take on it because I was very skeptical because the um, the character, I just call him Jon Snow at this point. But, um, <laughs> Dane. But, Dane something. But Dane Whitman, um, yeah. what, I, what I liked about... See, at, at this point, what's the actor's name? I'm just slipping my uh, mind open. Kit, Kit Harrington. Harington. Kit yeah. Harington, okay. So the thing about the Kit Harington... the no, Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> the thing about Kit Harington is the, the writers were kind of so bad on that show, they really didn't know what to do with his character. So by the time Game of Thrones was ending, Kit Harington was almost like Latter-day Pacino, he was almost like a caricature of himself. Like you could just predict, it was like predictive text. You could predict what Kit Harrington was gonna say, how he was gonna say it, what his face was gonna look like. The show did not do him any favors in convincing us he's an actor. I think um, if he if he brought anything
1: else to the table, they would have said cut. Yeah, no, exactly. To be so, fair, you know what I
2: mean? Like so, I was skeptical of him being in this film because I was just like, Oh, it's just boring Kit Harrington. I thought he was really loose. I thought he was really uh, charming, funny. Like he was the biggest surprise for me in the movie because I was like, oh, Kit Harrington is actually kind of fun. Like, you know, mm. he's not like just, he's not just kind of miserable and dirty all the time. Like he's actually got a funny sense of humor and he's got like, jokes. And, and And I'm actually excited to see his character because they do hint at the end. Because you're in love Blade. Of,
0: because you see Blade. Well, well
2: <laughs> of course. I mean, of course I am. I mean, I, I mean Richard yeah, Patton I, I, and kid harrington i just can't get enough but uh no but then they they set up the idea that blade is involved now in the yeah. universe uh, and that made me excited so I, that was kind of like my biggest surprise of the film is
0: that he's the Black Knight isn't he Dane Whitman the, the Black Knight yeah
2: and yeah, I was kind they of like- op- actually they, they, they opened
1: up a lot of doorways that was some clever shit god Marvel are great at that. When, when you say great
0: at that Will when you mentioned earlier on that Marvel made some phase one errors in this movie they kind of made a they made a phase four correction with the Dane uh, Whitman character yes. because that is a later Marvel move we're going to bring in a top level actor like K- Carrington, even if he's not quality in terms of his acting abilities his name is top level because of game of thrones we bring him in we're going to give him a tiny bit part and then we're going to hint at his greater involvement at the end of the movie because he's obviously going to be in blade and that's marvel phase 4 mentality
2: well that and brings it, up that brings up the other character reveal what did you guys think of eros the yeah. brother of thanos played by harry styles i hated it personally i hated it too
0: i don't see of course how... he... oh god yeah i just don't oh, know I how... hate if you see the comic book Pictures, I understand why they might pick them because he looks similar to the character. Mm. But Harry Styles, even though he was decent in Dunkirk, directed by Chris Van but like I just think, uh, uh, uh I, Dunkirk's a great movie. Um, but I just think, Never. uh, I just think that like when you have this, is the problem Eternals did that most Marvel movies don't, don't make. Look at, problem the
1: problem Eternals did. Oh, uh, sorry. Uh, uh.
0: <laughs> well yeah, did the problems they did does that not
1: make sense No, the but, problem like, the turtles
0: did yeah. you happy with that <laughs> no, no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway,
0: but the problems the turtles made right, are, but are the mistakes it made was um in its casting was that they kind of just did the DC approach where you hire a load of well-known people and we hope they kind of mesh whereas you have like an Angelina Jolie you have a Salma, a Salma Hayek you have like a Richard Madden Kit Harrington. Like you even have a command and Johnny and then you have like a Harry Styles uh, as the end, as the big reveal, the button scene at the end. And I just think that it's a symptomatic issue with this movie is that instead of going for the right casting, they might have just gone for the easy casting. Yes, I think that, that might be an issue. Yeah.
2: And that's something that is scaring me about some of my Marvel friends that are so excited about the, po- the prospect of Tom Cruise showing up as an Iron Man variant. Makes i'm sense. just like you it, it, got the part. i know but to me that seems more stunty than act like marvel has done a pretty good job i mean obviously i've had to recast a couple of characters and we've we've had this discussion on prior episodes where like i know that you like terrence howard more than don Cheadle, and, 100%. um and and for whatever reason me and don and you disagreed about you know who's a better actor mark ruffalo or uh, you know what's his face, but um, Ed Norton. Ed
0: Norton's a Ed better Norton, Martin, than Mark actor. Nah, false,
2: false, in every every possible. Oh way. my but, god! But, uh, take you, Marvels chill. <laughs> 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 he was he was in a fucking anyway. Okay, the point is they have mostly, like you said, even from the origins of hiring Robert Downey Jr., they have gone with primarily the best casting, like you said. Yeah. And I'm worried about the stunt casting of stuff like that. That's what worries me because nothing takes me out of you know like i love kenneth branagh right kenneth branagh fantastic director uh i've always loved all of his films or most of them anyway and you know the problem was is that when he got so big he would do a lot of stunt casting where he would put people in his especially his shakespearean movies that do not belong in a shakespeare movie i'm sorry jack lemon's one of my all-time favorite actors but his appearance in hamlet is atrocious. And it was mainly because it was like, hey, I get to work with Jack Lemon. It wasn't like, does Jack Lemon fit this role? Does Jack Lemon's acting style <laughs> you know lend itself to um, Shakespearean language? Same thing with Keanu Reeves and Much Ado About Nothing. Or, like in Dracula, in Dracula, or in Dracula, yeah, exactly. Like it's kind of like, you know. <sighs> You know, go to the actor's strengths, right? Yeah. And 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 this is where we might disagree a little bit on Ed Norton and Mark Ruffalo. To me, Mark Ruffalo is a, a more three-dimensional actor in the fact that you can you can see him in certain roles and hate him, just like you can hate Ed Norton in pretty much anything he does because he's a dick. Yeah. But but Ruffalo also has that softness. And I think they needed to redo that for Bruce Banner. I think yeah. the Harry Styles thing, I hope, is an aberration and not a no, sign no. of things to come.
0: Yeah. It kind of feels like Ed Sheeran in Game of Thrones or something. You know, that kind of thing. Like oh, God. Game, you know, it was just yeah. out so, yeah. place. But um, we're running a shorter format today, so um, well, before we wrap up this episode, I'm going to say, I want to ask you a couple of questions, right? I want to talk about the big things that are important to me, you know, in a superhero movie is you have all these... Have <laughs> I'd all... like to make the last few minutes before <laughs> yeah, you finish up yeah, about but, me. It was quick. Yeah, <laughs> but before, before we do uh, a quick what if and best and worst we get the fuck out here, I just want to ask you the important things about a superhero movie outside the story, obviously, is the aesthetics and the set pieces. So do you think um, Eternals will throw it to you first, Will, and then I'll throw it to you, Noel, and then we do what, off more, whatever the fuck. So do you think the big set pieces, the action set pieces in Eternals lived up to the same uh, that we've had in previous Marvel movies? And what did you make of the suits is a question I love to ask people.
2: Okay. So yeah, if, if we're talking, yeah, yeah. We, I already talked previously about how I like the epicness of a lot of it, but that's not a set piece. You know, those are more just building the universe. So in terms of the action itself, a little underwhelming. Um, I did, I did like the Makari action um, a lot. Um, I think some of it is not established enough that it's a little confusing, you know? Um, And this is also the second movie in the MCU in that year of release, in which someone is stabbed potentially fatally in the back, and then just goes, oh, I'm okay. Yeah. You know, and you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. What, what happened? Like, you know, like it, it's confusing. Some of the action is a little confusing.
1: None like, of your vitals are anywhere accessible through your back. Everyone
0: yeah. knows that. You, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good thing you
1: weren't stabbed through the foot. Or you'd be yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Reflexology, bitch. That's what we call Achilles.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. I'll give it. I'll give yeah. it. I'll give it. <laughs> but you know, it's it's I like the opening action sequence mm. um because it establishes their powers, even if some of them are a little weird, like the finger guns. Yeah, um, pew, pew, it, pew. it shows them because even in the worst Marvel films, and I'm talking pre-MCU, like you know, like the first Fantastic Four movie, not the not the not the one that was made for money, but the the one with the not Josh uh, Trank's one. I, no, not that one. I did see that one. No, the, the one with uh, Tim Story, the Ion Griffith or whatever that name is. Yeah, uh, and Jessica Alba. Owen oh, Griffith. Even even that. I think. Even that movie had cool moments where like they would team up with their powers, and it was kind of cool. Like even if the movie's terrible, like the final fight where they they learn how to use their powers together is pretty cool. So I do like that opening sequence in Eternals where you're kind of seeing them work together and they're showcasing their powers. But I would say there is a scene. Both times I saw the film in the theater. I haven't rewatched it on streaming yet. Um, the the fight scenes in the forest with were the a aliens. little were a little dull. Like I remember um, my feeling when I saw the film a second time was like, oh yeah, there's this sequence and I gotta I gotta fight through this one because I was a little bored yeah with it. even yeah. even though Gilgamesh dies, I was still a little like this is it's a little too the colors are a little too muted. It's not exciting enough. And that might be Chloe Zhao not being an action director that kind of hurts that. But so I'm going to give it like, I'm going to say 50 50 on the action sequences as for the costumes. um, Marvel always does a good job of making them. I mean, these are probably some of the most ridiculous of them, but I never was like, I've never Every time I see Aquaman or Flash or even some of the Batman outfits in the Snyderverse and even in other superhero films, you can even go to the first uh, Spider-Man, even though I like Green Goblin, uh, you know, and they wisely decided we're going to get rid of that helmet. Yeah, we
0: we have William Uh, Dafoe's face.
2: Oh, my God. did so owned that movie by the way he owned Oh it. of course of course but you know i think the costumes are probably more of the ridiculous ones but i think they learned their lessons from uh thor and stuff you know where you can make it ridiculous as long as a you don't take it too seriously and b you don't you know, think about
0: it too much either like it's yeah, not you don't, they don't mention it too much or anything Yeah either.
2: like it's not like hey this part of like the reason why I love the Ant-Man outfit so much is because kind of that character's power is involved in the outfit. Like the helmet yeah. protects you from your brain going crazy and you've got the little pin particles in the arms and you got different buttons and that's like an like,
0: avionautic jumpsuit. The, exactly. And, yeah. it,
2: and it's the, the functionality of the costume plays into it. And it doesn't look ridiculous. It looks like something like, seriously, like when you look at things people make, yeah. you know, for like going into space and shit, like it's going to look a little bulky and weird. And that's why I like the Pim tech stuff because it, it feels more realistic than perhaps the Stark tech. Yeah. This one, the costumes reflect more of like maybe these ancient origins and they don't really comment on it. Like there's nothing in their, there's nothing in their costumes that is essential to the functioning of their powers. Like it's just, that's kind of there. They don't Stayed comment dress. enough. So I would yeah. also say like. Like a Greek wears a toga or whatever the fuck. It's just the way they yeah. dress. But it's also not, yeah. it's not a disguise yeah. you know, yeah. as well. So it is, it is just what they're, it is. It's, just, it's, it's, just, it's what just what they're wearing. Body armor.
0: Time. It's body armor, isn't it? Like.
2: Yeah, and that's actually one of my only criticisms of Hawkeye, which we'll talk about, is that they clearly made the Ronin outfit for Hawkeye. So when... Kate Bishop wears it. It looks like a goofy, like Spirit of Halloween costume. It looks terrible. So, so it is all about, and they fit into their costumes. I mean, I am a little <laughs> mad that Kamel Nangiani got so fucking jacked for this movie. And they never show him with his shirt off. Uh, so,
1: yeah, yeah. That's... I think
2: th- I think they all fit in their costumes. They don't look weird in them. So I'm gonna go. I- I'm gonna go success on the costumes.
1: Yeah. yeah. How about you, Noel? Uh, set pieces and aesthetics. Set pieces. I'm. I'm. I probably would overall give it a negative because I just and. I- I'm kind of uh, spoiler alerting myself with the best and worst uh, because I just thought that the um, don't deviants... We were just <laughs> Didn't give a shit about any of it. Yeah. So I, I, the set pieces. Only again, when um, Will touched upon it when they finally attack Icarus. That was just like, whoa. You know, this this seven thousand year old yeah. family, for all its trials and tribulations, are now turning on each other because there's a mission and it's the end game and, yeah. and what have you. Um, and I love that. But again, everything that built up to it, I I didn't care if they killed no deviants or killed a thousand deviants. I I actually was so completely and totally. Yeah. unamused by that as well as for the costume, yeah exactly it was the same thing they were only there to show off how tough the Hulk is yeah as in you know like the, 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 he just barreling through them like you know so I thought that um the set pieces I thought I enjoyed them like overall I have to say but I thought it was so weak until it was good. Yeah. And the good was great. But yeah. I thought it just it was just weak sauce up to enough outside. middle ground for you. Exactly. So mm. I think let's just say if, if somebody just showed me an edit of that film that is nothing but the action, that there was so much like weak sauce that my average would yeah. only be would teeter on like like below uh, yeah. an average mark. So but I thought costumes-wise. I thought they were fine, as in I suppose I I don't really know how to put it other than I didn't find myself thinking about it one way or the other. Yeah, yeah. that was the look. Yeah, they went with you know well, that's that was the
2: that's, that's a success in my opinion, and that's a
1: success. I do I do yeah. think that's a success because it doesn't have me thinking about it any. Don't get me wrong, like you see the first time, like you know Tony Stark properly gears up, and it's the they did such a beautiful job of 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 the the engineering how how this metal on metal would transition to compass them. Um, it didn't have that, but that's fine. But I, I watched it and went, yeah, they look kind of cool. Yeah. And that was it. So I had no great feeling about it if you were to put it under a microscope. But yeah, no, definitely, definitely a positive score in that regard.
0: Yeah, no for me um when it came to the set pieces i thought we didn't see enough of Macari. i think they kind of uh, focus too much on the less interest in eternals and their power sets like uh, like tina's cool, but power waste- based weapons that i know are definitely not there kind of takes me out of the scene or pew pew like kingo i just think that like with the set pieces my favorite one was the climactic one with with T and Mutt coming up out of the the courtyard the and they have this big battle with uh as uh, with icarus and you see Macari, uh like attacking him after he attacked and stuff like that. Like uh, I, I just thought that was the best set piece and the rest were a bit met. I'm a bit like Will as well with the four scene. It just kind of happens and you're like, "Huh?" Eh. yeah, you know what I mean? Like it's not like the coolest part about was probably Icarus being held down and he starts doing these laser eyes. But we saw that in the trailer. So, um, yeah. you know, it was one of those things. So they, like I just think the set pieces lacked. were lacking until the climax. And the climax itself was actually pretty good, um, and the
1: overall score is brought up by that climax quite yeah, considerably because it's an awesome but, climax, yeah. But looking at it as a whole film, yeah,
0: like um, I just think the set pieces lacked except for the climax. So, uh, yeah. but in terms of the, uh, the suits, um, I'm just like it's an alien. I don't who cares how to dress. It's like me commenting on like a massai warrior. Like who who might to say how this should dress? Yeah,
1: that's a good point. You know what I mean? Like it's a completely as in, different Iron Man should have a certain <laughs> yeah, look. Yeah, even though you know the you suits can use little... or a Batman. You yeah. know, you should have a certain. The a certain
0: suits were a little bit goofy. Right. I like, even though they were a little bit goofy, I still like the armor style. And I, as you said, uh, will every actor fit their suit well? Even though I thought like some of the costumes a bit lazy, that they all looked good in their suits. Um, mm-hmm. uh, like uh, like Angelina Jolie that woman's a- age is the same as Salma Hayek they looked amazing they really had a lot of um, um uh, like immensity or something they had a real lot of presence about them in their action sequences or just, like Salma Hayek holds the camera so well when she's on it like you know it's, I just it, yeah I just it, the the aesthetics were cool but they tried a little bit too hard to be cool and it felt it so the the, the, yeah. the set pieces uh, the climax is perfect um the rest was a bit lacking in the aesthetics I think the like could feel how hard they were trying to make him look cool or celeste or like you know it's kind of different and i just kind of felt it um but like apart from that like i i just i I thought both of them were kind of like a b plus c in terms of set pieces and the aesthetics but like so we can so i want to rush to the finish so we can get the fuck out here so we can go and uh, do can i say one thing real quick
2: though about the action? Everybody, this is a public service announcement. Mm. Stop writing fucking articles on who's faster, McCarty Flash. <laughs> oh God. No one fucking cares. No one cares. They're faster. Uh, whoever's faster would be whoever the writer wants to be faster. Mm. Right. <laughs> you know, this is the stupidest argument. Like I'm sick of seeing articles, but like who would be faster, the Flash or blah, blah, blah. like no yes. fucking stop. Just stop. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Anyway, I had to say that. I had to get that out of the well, way. I, what's your what if will
0: and uh, Noel and then I'll give my We do our best and worst. And we get the fuck out of here. Uh,
2: what if like what uh, like what would you? Okay. What I wish happen. You what were the, in charge, man. Yeah. If what if you were what, the, you're oh. in? The, you're in the
1: director's chair. Yeah. I would. No, you're in the editing room or, or some the shit. Who <laughs> <laughs> The, go the go films <laughs> happen, but you <laughs> get to.
0: Why <laughs> you have to be so specific? You're the second cousin to the associate director. You met my. You made my. But he owed you a favor. Because you covered <laughs> up with it there. No, go. You're uh, in the
2: <laughs> I, I would not only make the head deviant have a name that I can remember, but I would also keep him alive for future yeah. installments. I advice. still
1: can't remember the deviant's name. Yeah, and we've said it a bunch of times, and I don't know it right as, as we speak right now. I Dude's don't know
2: even have him. I think it's Eros or something, not Eros, but yeah. um, something yeah. with an A, yeah.
0: I'll check it here. Um, it go, uh, So your what if is that you thought the deviant, the lead deviant, was a bit undercooked and you would have kept him around.
2: I would have. He was him.
1: undercooked. Like for me, I don't even think cruel. Like you know that he kind of Crow. way.
2: He would have had. He would have had the most potential. Um, because just like the Icarus turnaround that I didn't see coming, he also had an interesting line where he was like. Oh shit, my whole life is a lie. Let me go think on this and I'll come back later. Like, and I was like, that's interesting. And then he comes back and he gets sliced in 45 pieces. Yeah. And you're like, oh. He becomes a vehicle for
0: Dina's redemption. Right. And it was was a cool
1: and it was a cool death. I love those like really, really clean,
2: like, yeah. And it's
1: over. That's uh,
2: yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, no, I would have kept the character alive. Yes, definitely, definitely, for sure.
1: I would have killed Tina. That's my wife. I would have met the film.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. no. Uh, actually, I would have kept Icarus
1: because again, we we Sprite had lost herself. Uh, Sprite had given up her powers, and we had lost um some of the, a lot of the main cast to actual death. And I thought Icarus. Again, like that kind of he could have set around for that redemption arc that he was he, his redemption arc was flying into the sun. That was it. Yeah. yeah. He just literally just took off. He destroyed loved himself he just, because he stopped him from
0: destroying everything he loves pretty much. Exactly. Yeah. So, so I
1: back. I would have loved I would have loved that because God know especially we had such a you know interested and completely unique power set that nobody had ever seen before, like flight and shooting like heat from his eyes. <laughs> and, I mean fantastic. Yeah, he was Superman and, like yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah. but no I, at the same time maybe i would have changed that but again i just thought that either i know actually to be honest with you if you read the comics it's it deviance is such a huge part of it that you couldn't have not done it. so yeah. maybe try to make the deviance more interesting just yeah. just more interesting they were again the chitari or something like that. They were just to show how absolutely, completely, and totally yeah. badass our main characters.
0: Monsters are. that no are there for personas. nothing but
1: bashing. And you know what? It takes me back to my childhood, being in the eighties and a nineties kid, and that was uh the, the mm-hmm. foot clan in the in the turtles. Hey! Like, you know, whatever the 89,000 of them they show were pissed up hand, though, dear devil. they had
2: they had this, you know, that the, oh. they had this. <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned that because that is something we will talk about in Hawkeye as well. Because, <laughs> the, uh, tracksuit Mafia. The the, the end of the, the end of the movie, there is a foot soldier-esque sequence <laughs> where like 90,000 bros show up. Like, where did they come from? And, <laughs> go ahead, yeah.
0: Well, uh, yeah, my well, if as I touched on, was that, yeah, be, I would have killed off Dina. Um, I thought Angelina Jolie looked out place in the role, even though she always looks so mag- majestic. She's a magnificent actor. She's a great presence all this. But I think you could have killed her. You could have actually had her sacrifice herself in the redemption arc or some shit like that. Um, kill her off. Really focus on the strengths. Uh, come the sequel. Um, that'd be McCari and Druig. Um, uh, Command and Johnny's just there for fucking laughs. Like, it, I, 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 I just that's literally what he is. He's just com- uh, comedic relief. So that's why I can see <laughs> them keeping him around, like you know. But like, as I, I'm like kind of well, like the that dude put on a shit ton of muscle just to tell jokes. That he could have done without all that muscle because he's a pretty
2: funny dude. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, but- yeah, his he has the best line in the movie, which I want to get on a shirt, which is. There's like a pause and he goes, "Drig sucks. Like, I
0: love <laughs> I love
2: that line. I think it's hilarious. Yeah. Well, <laughs> my, so
0: my what if was I would have killed uh Tina and I, uh, I if I can have a little bit of a twofer that I would have focused my attention on more interesting characters because there's characters there that I thought um, like Macari doesn't come into it to like the second half of the movie. She's so interesting. She owns every scene she's in. Her and Druid, like her and Barry Kion, uh, Lauren Ridloff. Like they, they own, like... had
1: instant gravity. <clears throat> oh my nobody else did. That scene he had where instant he instant gravity. gravity
2: takes over everyone's yeah. mind. That and actor just, yeah. is that actor's the only good thing about the green knight. So yeah,
0: <laughs> the green knight personally, <laughs> it's which so, I hate so long also. movie. Yeah, that's such a fucking long movie. It's
2: not a long movie, it's only it like an hour long. and 40 minutes. It feels
1: long becomes relative sometimes, it feels eternal. Long,
2: you know, like, <laughs> like, yeah, it's like it's a long movie. You know? I just made an eternal joke and it made no leave. So,
0: <laughs> but, um, so yeah, I, I just think like I I would have focused my attention uh, instead of the, if I wanted to abandon Tina, I was like killing her. My, my uh, what if would be I would have focused my attention on the more. Interesting characters that I felt like they should have had more screen time, like uh, Macari, Druid. Um, I would have liked to see a bit more of dan Whitman as well because we hardly ever, we don't really see much of him at all in the movie. Yeah. He's kind of in the beginning and he kind of shows back up at the end like a total simp, but um, <clears throat> um, why not I,
2: though? Gemma, Gemma, Chan is, yeah, of course, like, I, you know. No, I'm going to make a bold statement Gemma here. I'm gonna, this is part of my upbringing as a science fiction fan, uh, Gemma Chan hotter blue in Captain Marvel. <laughs> the Marvel. I, I hate to say it, but she's hotter You blue.
1: need to take a step back and think about how creepy that statement was. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but, uh, so before we get the fuck out of here, uh, Will, what's your best and worst? And Noel, what's your best and worst? And then I'll say mine in the minute I'll beat. keep it snappy. I'll, oh, I'll go first, Will, if I may take I... the floor.
1: I'm sure. going to say um best. I, I did like some of the... Uh, group dynamics later in the film that I thought they didn't have earlier in the film. Again, I said about King Ghost Sinus saying it's Icarus. <laughs> I kind of love that. I love the absolute rage that they had towards him for the betrayal. I thought at that point that, that, that all that chemistry that was missing was finally there. And the film kind of like earned its stripes a little bit for me. And the absolute worst, I'm just going to keep it simple, are the Jatari too. Are they, the, the deviants. deviants. They, I couldn't give it a shit with them and I felt nothing when they died I don't, I don't even feel I didn't even feel like good when they died because they're the bad guy I felt nothing about it. they could have all lived and they could have all died and I felt nothing and super evolved deviant the kill off straight away a complete yeah. non sacral we had movie. to check his
0: name like we didn't even yeah remember we had name. to check his name yeah. you know what I mean like we just d- nobody had
1: nobody like we Abomination from the from the you know from the yeah. Hulk movie like, he wasn't Thanos but we remember his name we, yeah well we, know we knew his Doc name Hulk before
0: is. that we knew Abomination yeah. before going in like in Hulk you know yeah. Okay. You know. You know what? I'll, I'll
1: grant you. That. I'm just that's saying that, that, you know. that it doesn't take an awful lot for to example. make an impact. It just has to <laughs> All right. But that's it. I'm going to keep it snappy. Thanks for well, shitting
2: all over. <laughs> I got I'll you. go. I'll go super <laughs> fast. Best part, Erisham. Worst part, uh killing off Crow or whatever the fuck his name is. <laughs> that's, that's it.
0: That's it. Yeah. Oh. Uh, my, my my uh The best part for me was the scope and scale of the movie. Like uh, as you said. Harishim, like uh, when he's like holding Gemma Chan, um, uh, Cersei in his hand. And you can see and they show that wide angle shot where she's just like levitating and he's just like fucking enormous. And I just like I, I love the, the the lore behind it. I'm a big lore dude, so I just love the the scope of the movie and the, the lore they were trying to create. It just didn't have enough time to flesh out the amount that I had the amount of ground I had to cover. That's why I keep saying about I think it needed his TV series beforehand, because you can do like a six episode origin story pretty much, and then the movie can be a lot snappier, a lot sharper because you can get stuck into the 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 present day the now. But um, and so then the, the weak part for me I think was the casting I think it's one of the rarities for a Marvel movie that the casting is actually such a weakness but uh, I, I think Kamal uh, and Johnny even though he's so funny I just think I didn't buy him um, in the role uh, and, and Jolie I thought was kind of lazy casting the same as Salma Hayek because they're just so well known it's hard to see them as their characters now instead of actually seeing them as the people they are themselves and I think that's the kind of the same the three of those so um, I think we got to see some clever um, casting with uh like I mentioned already with Macari and Druig and uh, uh Richard Madden I thought was good and Kit Harrington having him him kind of show up, he wasn't used enough. But I think the casting was the weakest part for me and the kind of the scope of the movie and the mythology they were trying to create around Eternals was the, probably the strongest part for me, even though it was a little bit undercooked at times. Um so that's pretty much my best and worst. We get the fuck out here, dudes, So we start talking about Hawkeye.
2: Hey, Hawkeye. Said no one ever but me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, we get the fuck out of here. So, um, all right, folks, this is Dark Side of the Moon. I'm your host, Vincent Green.
1: And I am your host, Noel John Toohey.
0: And that was Will Johnson. And uh, that was Eternals. we we'll see you next time, motherfuckers. Peace.